Hi, I'm Dubba, I'm the director of Music Tech Fest, and this is the MTF Podcast. Slight change of gear this week, I'm going to take you back to the interview stage at MTF Stockholm. Katarina Gospic is a virtual reality brain specialist. She's an author, a medical doctor, brain researcher, and the director of neuroscience at VR and AR company Spinview Global. Katarina's a champion of manufactured realities, and you could say she's something of an optimist, with some caveats, about the future that we can create now that it's possible to construct and share entirely immersive experiences. Katarina joined Andy Swan, host of the LifeWork podcast and one of our guest interviewers at Music Tech Fest Stockholm in September 2018. And while that might seem like a good while ago, most of us are still catching up with the state of what's possible in virtual worlds. So to explain it all, from MTF Stockholm, here's Andy Swan's interview with Dr. Katarina Gospic. Enjoy. Hi, Katarina. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm great, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm very well, thank you. So, so I was browsing um, your website this morning yeah? um, to do a bit of research, and I don't know where to start. Four-time author, a list of professions that, that blow my mind, um, but, but you're here today to particularly talk about the use of social VR. Yeah, so that's actually what I do. So uh, my road here <laughs> has not been straight, as it usually is. Uh, I started to study physiology, then I went to med school, then I did a PhD. Uh, and then uh, I started my own business, did lots of different things. And uh, today I'm working with a company called Spinview Global. Uh, and I'm the director of neuroscience there. Wow. Uh, so it's really about finding new applications for VR and how we can use it. For example, if you're in London, you're in Las Vegas, and you're in Stockholm, you can just put on your glasses and you will meet in the same virtual space. So it kind of removes distances, uh, but it also kind of, how to say, removes who you are. So in VR, you can be whoever you want to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, that, that has a clear link with neuroscience. So, so tell me yeah. the, the kind of angle. I mean, I guess there must be positive and negative angles that, that you know, with a full immersion that you have to, you have to look at. Yeah. Uh, and it's like with everything, right? Uh, some things are good, some things are bad. And uh, my new book that actually came out now in Swedish is about brain balance. <laughs> nice. So it goes into the topic how we should balance our life in relation to technology. But that doesn't mean that all technology is bad or that we shouldn't use it or kind of prevent the development that's going on, right? It's just about using it in a smart way. Uh, and when it comes to the good things, it's really like you can scale yourself. For example, I've been working as a keynote speaker for lots of years, giving lots of lectures. Uh, but sometimes people can't attend lectures or people can't attend this talk uh, because they are on the other side of the world. But then, for example, you can live stream this lecture into the virtual world and then you can actually hang out with some friends in there, you know, that couldn't attend either. So you can still talk about what's going on. Uh, during the lecture, but you are somewhere else. Absolutely, and, and funnily enough, the, the last interview I did on stage a while ago, we were talking about how innovation needs diversity of perspective, and I guess with yeah. something you're creating there, you know, a virtual environment, you can bring in the greatest diversity because it doesn't actually matter where people physically are. Exactly, and it also becomes diverse in the sense that, how to say, you don't know which sex someone is or what race or if you have some sort of disability, IRL or 
whatever. You're just your avatar and you can become as, you know, handsome as you want. <laughs> Everyone can be a rock star. So, which is perfect because, you know, particularly we're talking about the tech world and, and the music industry. You know, yeah. two, two, two industries that, that are clashing together here but have traditionally, and, and not in here at all, this is the most diverse group of people I've, I've ever met, but, yeah. but in, in kind of wider terms have always been known for being slightly misogynistic or, or male first. Yeah. And actually something like this, actually if you're removing that kind of identifier, I guess that removes some of the barriers to participation that have, have gone with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and <laughs> I actually had a meeting yesterday with two very intelligent women and then one of them said, wow, it would be great entering this world as a man because no one would know, right? <laughs> and kind of, how to say, feel the benefits sometimes or remove the disadvantages that uh, you can experience as a woman. So you never really know who someone is in yeah. the virtual world. And I think uh, the positive thing with that is that you can actually focus on someone's uh, knowledge and kind of boost uh, bureaucracy, like where you actually start listening to uh, what someone has to say uh, instead of just judging them for these more shallow things. Absolutely. So I have plenty more questions, but I think I see the videos ready to go. Should we, should we yeah, play we it can, so people I, can see I, what, we're, what we're talking about? Exactly. I can just show you. So this video will illustrate how it can look in this uh, space. And you will meet uh, my colleague, Chris. Welcome to Agority, your ticket to securely connecting to your coworkers, sales leads, or students in virtual reality. My name is Chris. Let me show you around the space. You can do everything you need from the control panel. Let's have a look. Start with inviting a friend. Just click the invite, select your friend. There you are. Hi, Virginie. Hi, Chris. Once you're with your friends, you can do things like watch movies together, just like at home or in a theater, or meet in 360 worlds for a change of scenery. Research shows that learning in virtual reality improves focus and memory recall, which means your students will learn better, customers will remember you better, and teammates will be more focused in meetings. For these reasons, we have built Agority as a platform with tons of features to empower your business, including the ability to survey your enrolled friends, show presentations to groups of people like in the real world, view 360 objects in space, go to private spaces to have discussions, record special metrics around voice, and even live measurement of heart rate variability and stress to allow you to check the effectiveness of your mindfulness practice. The space can be customized to your needs, whether that be in an enchanted forest or even in outer space. Most importantly, we custom build spaces such that your data is secure and can even run on your own internal servers. Fantastic. So, so I want to just bring it, bring it out to, to you guys out there at the moment. Who, who saw that and thought, wow, this is super exciting? Who saw not. that and <laughs> thought they were terrified? And who's, who's unsure of their feelings on, on this kind of, of virtual reality? Okay, excellent. And I, I think that's probably representative of where we are with, with VR as a whole. So, so I, I was at a conference earlier this week where we were yeah. talking a lot about, about immersion and, and there was an expert on virtual reality and he was talking about the, the barriers to adoption of it and it is this kind of, kind of confusion of, is it really useful? Um, yeah, how, how, how do I know it's the right thing to do? And people are scared of this idea of kind of switching off one reality and fully immersing in another. Yeah. As a neuroscientist, how do you get past that, that kind of barrier to adoption? Uh, so I would say you just need to try it out. Uh, so maybe that's a question as well. How many of you have tried it? Yeah, yeah, something like this: meeting people in there, talking to people. 
So that's kind of the thing, right? Uh, and if we look at these, how to say, traditional curves with early adopters and such, uh, it requires, uh, how to say, a huge amount of curiosity. And we heard or, and saw the CEO, right? Uh, <laughs> who said she was very curious. And I think those people drive the development. They try it and they kind of see the new applications. Uh, and then, how to say, once everyone starts trying it and it becomes super cool, everyone else wants to try it out as well. Uh, and I just think that if you have a very cool experience in VR, uh, which is actually, uh, how to say, rather easy to fix, because it is super fun and it's, it is super cool. Like uh, this summer, our CTO came to Sweden. He's based in uh, Los Angeles and he has worked a lot with uh, Hollywood and such. And in the beginning of this summer, he actually recorded a movie with Keanu Reeves, um, a movie called John Wick 3. Uh, so they had made like 15 minutes uh, for commercial purposes to yeah, show off this movie in VR. And uh, when he put, the, put on the goggles on us and we saw these scenes that were from like a warehouse and he was coming as this cool guy and, you know, doing all these cool things. I mean, you were just standing there and everyone was like dropping their jaws and being like, wow, this is super cool. So. It's really like being this fly on the wall, observing something, and it activates you in so many more dimensions than just how to say, looking at the screen. Because today, if we talk about technology and the downsides, we are so distracted today. Uh, when I started to, how to say, talk about this topic, it was said that uh, we are disturbed every 11th minute. And today, that's down to like two, three minutes. And it's also said that it takes up to 25 minutes to regain focus. Uh, so when we're working with our phones or our computers, we have like so many things going on, a bit like in here, right? And it's very uh, distractive. But in VR, once you actually put on the goggles, you can't watch your Facebook or having 20 tabs open. Yeah, you're fully immersed. And, and it's, it's, I guess part of understanding it is actually doing it with purpose rather than just doing it as, as a gimmick. Just instead of saying, yeah. oh, well, here's what VR does, like, look at the purpose. I mean, when we first started speaking, yeah, literally yeah. five minutes ago, when you mentioned the idea of having a virtual conference that anyone in the world could plug into, and actually all of a sudden it removes that kind of identifier and the bias where people get judged for their gender or any other factor. Exactly. But like, immediately I was like, oh, shit, yeah, there's something there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I get that. Just completely. like that. And, for example, yesterday I met this, uh, how to say, medical company, and... Uh, they are discussing how to say how drugs work, but also uh, collecting information from different cases uh, concerning patients and stuff like that. And sometimes they want like the top specialist in a very particular disease to meet. But these specialists are usually spread around the whole world, right? Uh, so if they're going to show pictures and stuff like that, uh, they're usually a bit distracted when they have their video conferences. But if they can go into this space and everyone is kind of in a circle and they can just, you know, look at their pictures of this disease or documents or presentations, it's a totally different experience. Absolutely. And I've had, I've had a similar thing this week. Actually, there, there's some guys here from, from the town North Shopping. Um, they're up in the playground and they have this, this visualization board, which is a 3D rendering of a city. I think they call it Urban Planner or something. Yeah. But actually in their town, they have a version of the universe live rendered in data that's pulled from all the servers and all the satellite information in the world. So they have like absolutely everything. And they render it up and they put stereoscopic goggles on you. Wow. Literally, you're in the universe and you're going everywhere. Wow. That's incredible. But again, you know, they bring... 
because it's, it's virtual, they can bring NASA in and they can bring you know, astronauts from around the world and other academics in. And they yeah. bring them all literally focused on this one bank of servers they have in, in a small town in Sweden. And all of a sudden, the world's best minds can converge and do some really powerful work. Yeah. And, and I guess that's, that's the application for this kind of technology. Exactly. And also how to say how you can scale yourself. Because if I give a lecture like this, I mean, there is an amount of people that can watch it. But if I record myself as an avatar giving a lecture and then I control it with artificial intelligence, it means that I can scale myself and I can clone myself so I can teach as many people as you want, right? And I can work as I'm sleeping. Um, and I mean, that's also a way to convey information to a huge amount of people and that we can kind of get this information from specialists, no matter what you're good at. Absolutely. So, so as a neuroscientist, I want to bring this back to you a little yeah. bit now um, and your thoughts. So as a neuroscientist, you know, you're clearly in favor of this technology. Yeah. Do you see any, any potential like, downsides or obstacles that, that we need to avoid? Yeah, I mean, I really think it's about, how to say, doing too much of something. I mean, the basic principle for the brain and the body is always balance. And I mean, that's kind of what we see if we take the technology that's, how to say, used a lot today, like cell phones or computers. I mean, we know that it's not good to spend too much time with this because we become like, um, how to say, we become more rude. Uh, we can lose our empathy and, you know, we lose the skills uh, concerning social interactions and such. So, yeah, of course, there are downsides with this as well. And so, so we just need to be careful to avoid them. And, and, and I guess, yeah. actually, a, an even nicer segue is, you know, you, you talk about in your, in your book, brain balance. Yes. So, so tell us, is, is that a similar principle? For sure. It's the same thing with everything. I mean, water is really good for you, but if you drink too much, you can die. It's the same thing with food or, how to say, whatever we do. If you exercise too much or something. So it's always about, uh, in Sweden we say lagom, which means uh, in the middle. In the middle. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. So, so what, I mean, what, what's your advice? We, we have a room full of amazing, or a building full of amazingly passionate people around the areas of music and tech. Some people have been working almost 24 hours a day to make this event happen, yeah. to hack things, to, to, you know, to run the labs. What, what's, your, what's your advice to everyone in, in making sure they can achieve brain balance? Uh, so there are actually three very simple advice. They are not so sexy because usually people expect me to say that they should buy some sort of berries from the Himalayas or something like that. But it's really about uh, eating, sleeping and exercising and then a bit of love. And you come a far away with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess everybody's been getting all of that this weekend. <laughs> I'll, t I'll take that as a yes. So t tell us about what else you do. So, so you, have, you have your role with the, with the social VR company. Yeah. And how, how does that fit in into your general work? Because obviously, you know, you're an author as well. You, yeah. you do talks around the world. How, how, do, you, how do you find that, that balance? Yeah. So you mean the brain balance or... Any kind of balance. Any balance. kind of balance. <laughs> no, but I would actually say I'm very good at following my own advice uh, when it comes, comes to sleeping, exercising and eating and love as well. <laughs> And I think everyone who likes to achieve, uh, and the previous speaker were also mentioning that she came from sports, uh, and so did I. Uh, and then you also learn that you can't exercise too much or skip the food or not sleep because you can't just perform. And it's the same thing with the brain. Uh, and also to reach brain balance, you need to get your body to tag along. Uh, because for some weird reason, lots of people think that the brain and the head is a sep separate uh, entity and that the body is something else. 
but I mean, they're so in tune with each other, so it's, it's important to balance both in order to be strong. Absolutely. Um, so, so I was just thinking while, while you were talking there, one of, one of the taglines of, of Music Tech Fest yeah. is that we're not predicting the future, we're, we're creating it. Yeah. Um, and you're clearly working to, to create the future, you know, linked to neuroscience and linked to immersion and how people learn and how they communicate and how they work. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm interested to know, you know how you see this developing. You know, what's, mm. the, what's the, like, the five, ten year outlook on, on this, this technology and how it will be adopted and how it will be used? Yeah. I for sure think that we will have more of a virtual self and I mean it's a very philosophical question what is real but once you're in that world you can't say it's not real right because it's happening yeah so I, I think that will be a very strong thing uh, to transform uh, into that world and then I also think we will probably be a bit polarized so that will be one part of our lives but also as technology can start doing all the boring things in life, uh, we would also have more time to be creative and to be IRL, uh, going to events like this, interacting with people uh, and such. So uh, I hope that we will kind of be less stressed and the expression that saying that we have no time will disappear because technology will kind of help us with all, how to say, the boring stuff and... Uh, logistics and I mean we're already seeing it today in terms of how we buy food or clothes or something like that and uh, for example in the future I don't think I will be doing any shopping because my body will be scanned and you know a computer will know what fits me and what I like and then they will be like yeah do you like this outfit and before I know it they know that I like it and you know <laughs> it will provide me with the things that I need in terms of transportation, I hope we will teleport ourselves as well and kind of removing that. Uh, but before, we will have these, um, how do you say, self-driven cars and buses, which we actually already have today. Mm -hmm. So, so who, who's ready for teleportation? <laughs> so, so ge a genuine question to you guys, though. Who's, who hears that kind of projection? Who, who feels excited about being able to adopt that technology? Is it you think that will be, be useful? You're kind of ready for it? Or who thinks it will be a challenge to, to kind of change your, your behaviours and adoption? Okay, so a bit, a, bit of a, a bit of a balance there again in the room. I, th I think, again, we're back around to that fact that there's this um, co complete kind of, kind of mix in, in people's kind of approach to VR. But I guess yeah. that's the same with any emerging technology. Yeah, and that's kind of how we are wired as well. Because if we go back to the brain a bit, we have this structure called amygdala, which makes us scared. Uh, it has had... Um, survival values before but then we also had a small group of crazy people who were very curious and if we look at our evolutionary history there were actually just maybe a few hundred or a few thousand people that crossed from uh, Africa to the um, uh, Arabic Peninsula and then from there we kind of took over the whole world so thanks to those brave people we could expand but the people who stayed, they were like, no, I don't want to cross because, you know, I can get eaten or drown or something like that. So again, these early adapters are the crazy people and the, they drive development. But the ones who are first are also, of course, the first to die, maybe, because they take huge risks. So there's also benefit being like the 10th or something. 
Absolutely. So, yeah. so the innovators are creating the future, which is, is sure. great because that's exactly what's happening in this in this building right now. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've taken a walk around, but yeah, there, there's a lot of kind of immersive technology in, in here today. So, so that's really exciting. So we're we're running out of time now. Yeah. I just have one one question for you. So there, there's an academic school of thought that would say that we may already be living in a simulation. We're mm -hmm. just not aware of it. Yeah. Do you think we should stop worrying about adopting technology because we have no idea whether we're already in the matrix or not? Yeah, I mean, again, that's a very, how to say, philosophical question. And um, how to say, a long time ago, I was in contact with the gaming industry in Sweden. So then we had these discussions all the time. And uh, yeah, maybe we are in a simulation, but how to say, I just think that we as human beings should not be afraid and I think we should em embrace uh, technology and development and always try to be the best versions of ourselves to drive um, development and performance. Amazing. Humans as pioneers. Um, I think that, that applies to, to everybody here and it cer certainly applies to you. So um, I just want to thank you so much for spending some time with us, Katarina. I've really thank appreciated you. it. It's been so much fun. Um, sorry for putting you on the spot with a lot of philosophy, but um, <laughs> your answers have been incredible. Go and buy her book, everybody. And in the meantime, make some noise. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. That's Katarina Gospic with Andy Swan, live from the stage at MTF Stockholm in September 2018. Now, Andy's the host of the LifeWork podcast. He's an author and a public speaker. You can find out all about Andy at andyswan.io. That's swan with two Ns. And that's the MTF podcast for this week. If you're interested in things like innovation, new developments in technology, AI, accessibility, wearables, IoT, VR, AR, gaming, how we can use our intelligence, humanity and ethics and our shared skills to make the world a better place and especially if you're interested in those things as they relate to music, here's something you need to know. We're going to be hosting the MTF Innovation Stage at Music Messe Frankfurt on Thursday 2nd of April. If you haven't been, Music Messe is the single largest music trade fair in Europe and we're going to be in the midst of that showcasing some pretty jaw-dropping developments from the MTF community, results and ideas that have grown from some of our earlier labs as well as some brilliant startups that take music tech, production and performance to whole new levels. That's the MTF Innovation Stage. It's going to be April 2nd, that's a Thursday and it's all part of the big Music Messe Frankfurt. This is the MTF Podcast, and I'm Andrew Dubber. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Dubber, that's D-U-B-B-E-R, right, rubber with a D. And MTF is at Music Tech Fest, all one word. The MTF Podcast is out every Friday, so if you haven't already, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app might be. And if you like what you hear, you can share, rate, and review us. It all really helps us, and it also helps others to find us who might might also be into this sort of thing. In the meantime, have a great week and we'll talk soon. Cheers. Mm -hmm.